Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Come to contest as a lawyer. May I stop? Okay. May I begin? I think you have the floor now, I do. First When I was talking, were you not talking? First and foremost, I'd like to make a distinction. If What distinction do you want to make? I do not know my history and my background. My first appointment as a lawyer was at the Attorney General's Department in Ghana. You have this, you have this I, background and I, you acted the way you acted. And had zero as a voting. What is it? I'm not talking about you are a lawyer. You have this grace in that the profession. It occurred to me that by the book, he was conflicted. So before Kurt even got the post, on the day of election, he rightfully said... I have a conflict of interest potential. That is yeah, never I, true. That is yeah. never true. There is no conflict there. There is no conflict. This is the FIFA statute. Let me read official to you. And who are allowed to, to contest? On paper. Let me read it to you. Which on paper? So given the fact, given the fact that one could... Morning, she was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. I was Let's wait. Oh, we left for cry. Let's wait there for. So confidence was so bad. Of course you should be. You should be. Then yeah, no Because my whole lesson is any trouble. I was on my call election. I'm in top order. This is not time for matra makwe. This is the time for somebody who is trying tested. That's all I can say. Thank you very much. I'm here delegate. The only one to amoso. The only one who is on case about him. We begin to be doing the argument. What did you make of the VAR decision? Did David Silva touch the ball? Why the, all the managers we have to answer about that decision all the time? Ask them. Not not me. Not ourselves. All the time VAR. I mean, you have players that win trophies. You have players that get statues. Then you have players that get trophies and statues. Let's talk about six, baby. Let's talk about <laughs> you and, and me. <laughs> Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about six. First team, we have told the press about determination, courage. We, the supporters, are going to fight the law for them. And we have told them a lot. This is New Olympics. As you people are here, you have been seeing. We have a lot of players, both senior and juvenile players. And you know, as things go on now, the team, we are not playing now. We are not playing our league now. So it's play and bird. Play and bird. And everybody will see new Olympics this season. That's play and bird system. The more we play, the more we bird. No relegation. No relegation at all. Forget about relegation. Yeah. No. Bird, bird and play. That's our system. No, that's what that's 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 what I'm saying. We that is we are bringing is play and bird. The more we play, the more we bird. Bastard beating me. Yeah, we are. He stopped me from saying. I understand my duty. My promoter helped me to go British to get a word at the YouTube Bastard people. Egg Bastard, Egg Bastard. Near the play for Bastard to be a world champion. I don't wish anybody down for. Oh, my license will they take? Will they take for driving or film acting or what? I had a film artist. I had a musician artist. Or what lessons did you get? Bossy lessons or what? I will say this. Bossy lessons. First team, we have told the press about determination. Call it. Uh, master, I don't fear because that fact that they lose, I don't understand because I know that Bassi cannot fit me. Bassi, Bassi gave me. If I tell you that Bassi could fit me, Bossy, I swear with God, when I die, God, uh, God will push me to the end. Okay. Bassi could not fit me, but the way that thing they happen, they will say, I don't fear <laughs> because it's a good stroke. I told you, when, yes, I don't know the power Bassi they have. Master, the time.
time they enter the research, eh? Listen, the time they enter the research, they say, boss, I see Basim more bigger than me. <laughs> yes, listen, the time uh, the uh, referee say, wrong one, boss, when I see Basim, I see Basim is bigger than me. I don't understand. Basim is short. Basim, when I enter the ring, Basim is bigger than me. Listen, I they ask my god that, ah, this is Basi. <laughs> because I don't understand. Oh, no, they want me to lose the fight. Because I beat people by heart in the nation. Every day of You got to move. Another Friday here on Joy 99.7 FM, 25 years of broadcasting, 25 years of media excellence. And we bring you the Joy Fest. Take today's edition, though, as easy and as laid back as always. I'm in the studio with Hans Mersando. Hi, Hans. Hi, Gary. Also, uh, joining me from their various locations, I think Muftal Nabila is joining us today. Zoom permitting Muftal. Hi, good evening. Good evening, Gary. Yay! Finally, your Zoom works. Finally. <laughs> Finally, your internet I'm works. Finally, I'm finally here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Ado Jr. Mufta has been th- trying for three weeks. Three solid weeks. It's not been working, but yeah, the internet three is working. Success. I'm telling you. George, hi. Hey, Gary, great. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, I'm thank Mufta. you. And I'm still praying for Mufta. I hope this goes through, actually. I'm telling you. Uh, um, Benedict, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Benedict, are you there? Okay, I think he's, he's taking a quick leave. His line is on. Probably he's going to take some water or something like that. Um, today's edition of the show has a bit of a uh, few serious issues and a few, you know, not too serious issues. Where do I begin? Uh, George wanted us to do a bit of kotoko because of the problems they've been going through. It seems like every single day in the past week or 10 days has been coming with... Unpleasant news from Kumasi. The latest being, of course, that Otunfo is asking for a committee to be set up to look into the judgment debt and the subsequent issues that have been caused from the sale of Emmanuel Clotty a couple of years ago that has brought the club so much bad press. Uh, we'll go into that briefly. Also, Mubarak Kwakaso is in a bit of trouble. He said um, in an interview that as far as he was concerned, the reason why we're not winning laurels at Black Stars level is because of NDC and MPP politics. I mean, his words were that, you know, when NDC came into power, the MPP did everything to uh, make sure that Black Stars didn't work and vice versa. About 24 hours later, he came back to apologize for that one. It was pretty odd because uh, what he said was, well, depending on the, the comments you looked at, many people feel that he had a case. But Others also feel that, I mean, if you have a penalty shootout, for example, in 2015 and you have to score, what has NDC and MPP got to do with that? So, yeah, there's that. Plus, today, 
we got news that certain leagues are taking decisions finally um, in terms of what they are going to do to finish the season. With just about nine games left, Dutch Eredivisie, the top flight in Dutch football, um, announced today that they were not going to have any winner for the league season. Ajax have 56 points. As at Alkmaar also have 56 points. But Ajax lead uh, by... On, on goal difference and many thought that Ajax would be given the title but the uh, vote did not go according to plan so they, they had a Zoom meeting just like we're having here. They had a vote um, 16 clubs voted in favour of a decision to have a winner 9 abstained and 9 were against which meant that the Dutch Football Association had to make a decision the, the, the decision they made was that they were not going to have a winner for this season. Q comments from other leagues, especially in England, where fans of Liverpool feel like, yo, is this going to happen? And others also feel like, yes, this is what should happen. Which brings us to Ghana. We have 18 games to finish the Ghana Premier League. And what should we do to the rest of the season? So we'll touch on that briefly all here on the Joy Fest. Take, let's hear your thoughts and comments on whether the Ghana Premier League should be cancelled or the English Premier League should also be now and void or Liverpool should be given the title and then we move on to other things. Zero two four four three four zero four three seven. That's zero two four four three four zero four three seven. Yeah, but first, what we begin with is pretty simple. I mean, FIFA has decided to make sure that their member associations who are facing financial difficulty in these uncertain times are given a bit of a reprieve. And so, um, long story short, $500,000 will be given as basic to all member associations. And then, if you have any other um, statutory or impending payments that are supposed to be made to your member association, you're also going to get it. Meaning that for Ghana Football Association, they will get that amount of money. Half a million. Half a million. Uh, I think <laughs> it's in one of the rap songs. Yeah. Yeah. So half a million. Uh, half think, a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. For me, never. That's what Sarkodie song, I think. Um, so, most people are saying that, oh, wow, if the GFI are going to get $500,000, then we should do this with it, we should do that with it. But we're going to give you a bit of perspective as to how the GFA actually uses this money and most importantly why this money was brought in in the first place so Muftao are you there hello Muftao oh no not today too George yeah I'm still here Ah, Muftao still has gremlins on the line so um, could you kindly explain for us why this $500,000 is coming from FIFA I have said what it is but why are they doing this well, I think it's necessary because the various federations, because of the situation, um, have definitely run into some costs. And even more importantly, they've not been able to make the kind of money they were expecting to make. So, um, and when football is in session, they get some things, then clearly that is not going to happen. And as well, you even look at the, the money that FIFA is also giving to them. It's like half what they are normally expected to get. So it's a situation where I, I think FIFA is trying to come in and give the federations a help in hand. We know here in Ghana, the Ghana Football Association already had spoken to government and was asking for a part of the stimulus package. That's one up in there. So clearly there is going to be a part of the Ghana Football Association really that needs this money coming in. And I'm sure FIFA's whole idea is to try and cushion, not entirely solve their problems, but help the federations to try and solve their issues. Because I think that the issues will vary from federation to federation. But this is where we are. The Ghana Football Association have got half a million 
to uh, decide what to do with. It's an interesting one, and I know it's really up there in terms of what they have to use the money for and whether this should prevent them from going to government for extra money or prevent them from uh, going for other money. I think that 500,000 uh, US dollars is, is probably not enough for the Ghana Football Association, considering this one, one million. So nice. they still need to yeah, find yeah. their ways of raising money. Yeah. Okay, George. Are you with me? Yes, I am with you. Your line is breaking just a bit, but we can we can put together what what you are saying okay. and your point is well made. So, um, Hans, yeah. please remind us of why the GFA wanted a stimulus package from the government. And as we know, the president a couple of weeks after uh, COVID nineteen became a thing. Remember, our first two cases were announced on the twelve of March, and subsequently, you know, after um, the president asked that economic activity or should i say he asked that there shouldn't be public gatherings yeah. and he banned certain things it meant then that people couldn't go about their normal duties quickly it became apparent that our economy was going to take a hit and the football economy was also going to take Nothing a hit. has been spared as a result yes of yes yes so, so the gfa then came and said that government i mean if you are giving bailout money because you know the minister of finance to went to parliament absolutely and said that he, they were going to give money to certain um sectors of of, of national life too. Yeah. The GFA argued, and Randy Abbey also was on one of our shows and said that, I mean, if they are giving money to various sectors of their economy, the football economy is big enough and important enough, you know. So, um, give us a bit of perspective on that with respect to this $500,000 that's coming. Okay, so, I mean, of course, no sector has been spared, mm-hmm. you know, as a result of COVID. Um, the FA's demand for that stimulus package has been debated, you know, by a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, one of the justification is that if you look at football, you know, as an industry, it employs, you know, thousands of people in this country, directly mm. and indirectly. Mm. And so, um, you know, cushioning football would also mean that you'll be saving that number of jobs as well because, I mean, if it comes crashing down, people are going to lose jobs. Already there are discussions about players taking pay cuts because clubs are struggling to meet their financial obligations towards, you know, players. Yeah. Um, of course, you also look at the FAs, where the FA is coming from. Yeah. And I'm talking about having to go through that normalization period where there was no league football, where the revenue streams for the Ghana Football Association um, took a hit of a sort. Um, to the Keto Kriko administration where they are now trying, um, you know, to reform things and get things back on track. Yeah. And so it means that, you know, a lot of the things that they are doing require, you know, money. They've, yeah. they've had to start the league uh, not on a proper, fi- you know, footing. You know, clubs are struggling with finances and all of that. And so um, they felt that it was important that if government was going to hand stimulus packages to various sectors of the economy, football, had to be considered as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, various justifications, uh, but uh, whichever way you look at it, you cannot deny the fact that the FA was in need of money. You cannot deny the fact that Ghana football has been affected by, by COVID-19 and that it needed support. Okay. Benedict, are you there? Hello, Benedict? Okay. I think he's still not joining us. Muftar, are you there also? I'm there. Okay, good. Now, my question to you is that people feel like, look, there's healthcare to think about right now. There's education to think about. There's agric to think about, agriculture to think about. I mean, we had the agric minister justifying to the people of Ghana about 12 or 24, in the last 24 hours, you know, how food prices have gone down and how the government is making sure that food will be available even in lockdown areas and so on and so forth. So these are basic issues. People feel like, Charlie football, yeah, it's, but it's not such a big deal. Now that the GFA have got this 500,000, I have two questions for you, Muftal. What should they use the money for? One. And two, do they still need to go, based on your question one's answer, to the government to get any stimulus package? Gary, uh, first things first, um, the most important thing is that the Ghana Football Association uh, have people who work for the Secretariat and have people who work for all the various um, uh, regional associations across the country, they've got staff. And uh, those staff also have people to feed. Their source of livelihood is the money they make from the Ghana Football Association. So in my opinion, if I'm to advise the Ghana Football Association, what I would tell them is that should the $500,000 hit the accounts of the Ghana Football Association, 
first things first, pay your staff because I do know that for the month of March, um, staff were, were paid, but the question was whether they, were, uh, they could pay the salaries for that of April or not. So now that there's about $500,000 coming into your account and you have people whose source of livelihood is the salaries you give to them, I think that you should make those monies available to them. Um, if you look at the members of the Ghana Football Association, we have a total of um, 18, 18 Premier League clubs. We have about 48 Division One clubs. And if you go to the Women's League, we've got about uh, eight of them. Then you will now have to look at Division Two and um, the other lower divi divisions. However, I think that the most important areas within the Ghana Football Association are the sectors that generate revenue for the Ghana Football Association, and that is the Premier League and then the Division One and that of the Women's League. Yeah, I think that those members of the Ghana Football Association must first of all be served. After you are able to pay your staff, the second thing is. How much do we give to each member of the Ghana Football Association? Yeah. $500,000. 18 Premier League clubs. Let's say you are giving each of them uh, $5,000 or even $10,000. That would give like about $180,000 if it's $10,000. Then now you go to Division 1 clubs. Uh, give 48 of them. Give them $5,000 each. Uh, five times 48, that should be giving us uh, um, approximately 200000 or 200. dollars 40 plus thousand dollars um and that means that you've spent close to four hundred thousand dollars of the money fifa has sent you how much will not be left to be given to women's uh, uh, clubs one thing for us to note in the women's division is that um most of them let's say the police ladies the immigration ladies these are agencies within the government of ghana so what it means is that their their source of revenue doesn't necessarily need to come from the Ghana Football Association because yeah. they are in one way or the other making their money from the taxpayer, which is government. So I think that most of those clubs, in as much as you cannot do away with them, um, if you are giving, let's say, Pablo's lady $5,000, you can go into a conversation with some, a club like Immigration Ladies, Please Lazy, we can give you $3,000 because your your sister or your brother is hard hit and does not have an alternative of making money. We'll give you $3,000 instead of giving you the $5,000. That is what I think. On the second thought of whether the, the Ghana Football Association should continue to proceed to government and seek for a stimulus package, I do not think that the Ghana Football Association should continue to go on that tangent. But one thing we must note is that all the clubs are registered as companies. And the stimulus package, which was announced by the president, was to be given to uh, businesses. Yeah. Small businesses. And if a club is registered as a company at the registrar general, they've got every single right to apply for them to be given the stimulus package because they've also <laughs> been hard hit. Earlier today, I had the privilege of speaking to the CEO of the Interallies, the person of Dallas Sanaye, and of head, he said that the football sector alone employs about 40,000 people directly. Note that word directly. So what it means is that about 40,000 livelihoods are under threat if they are not able to pay salaries. Let's look at the people who, who they employ indirectly. That is going to be taking us to another thousands. The referees, the match commissioners, the, 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 the ball boys and all these people. All these and the, the, the people who take up our pitches, all these people are paid. Then you have so many other people who are going to be affected. So I don't think that the money coming in from FIFA is enough, but you, you preceded the question by saying that there are so many sectors that need attention of government. Yeah. So if the Ghana Football Association is able to make like, say, $500,000 from FIFA, I would think that that should be enough for them. They can okay. follow up on start times. Who are their broadcast rights uh, sponsor? Ask them to give you money. The last time I checked, I was made to understand that the money was supposed to come in somewhere mid-March. But because of COVID-19, they were not able to wire the money into the accounts of the Ghana Football Association. And they expect it by the end of this month. However, the proposal on the table is that Statans wants to give that $100,000. If Statans is able to give you that $100,000, what it means is that you will not be making a total of $600,000. And I think this should be enough 
for the club and they shouldn't proceed to pressure government more to 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 give them anything from the stimulus package okay all right i think your point is well made uh george roll call again george are you there yes i'm here okay benedict are you there Yes, exactly. Fantastic. So uh, we've not heard from you yet. I mean, we've 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 given the the rundown mm. of what's been going on with the five hundred thousand that's come from FIFA, and we are debating how should the GFA use this money first. Muftar believes that first pay your staff and then start looking at the clubs who are the main stakeholders. What's AE? Well, well, I think the football association. I mean, by now knows very well what they have to use the money for. I mean, yes, uh, initially, they, they were looking at uh, the stimulus package from government. And of course, I mean, if something like that came up, then you definitely will know that, yes, they also had hits in these trying times and that they need, you know, some sort of relief. And if FIFA, I mean, in their own wisdom, started wise that it is good for them to help the member associations and that they are going to give them $500,000, which is half a million dollars. And you asked uh, Muftar mentioned, I mean, they've now received the start times money, and the start times money, mind you, is not just for the clubs, uh, the administrative expenses as well. So if $500,000 has come in, I mean, for me, I think one should be about the administrative process of the uh, FA, uh, the, the staff there must be taken care of. I mean, you're not looking at uh, pay cut issues here. They must be paid uh, for the month that they've been home. Some I know are working from home. The clubs also themselves are crying, you know, uh, some are discussing pay cuts. Others are also paying their players. For us, what helps us is that, you know, the money they pay these players are not that huge. You understand? So, yeah. I mean, they, they can manage. They can manage. And also, there are no matches, so no winning bonuses and all to be paid. So, I think that they must first look at the football association issues at their offices, and then they can also look at the clubs as well. Okay. So, cor- comments are already coming in. Uh, you can also send some 0244340437. We posted this earlier. This one is from Francis Obin says, I don't mind whoever they pay so long as they'll be transparent and accountable. Else it will be time to chop chop. Davido Umar says, this is nice, but hmm, will they do the right thing and pay those who deserve to be paid first? Michael Opoku says, um, I hope they'll in turn assist the clubs from this stimulus. Uh, stimulus payments from FIFA. Yeah, that's what he says. Delali Sky says this is time. This is not time to redefine coefficients. They should pay the people who deserve to be paid first. Citizen Sikatogo says that will come in timely to help the FA and its operations. We pray it is judiciously used with proper accounting procedures. Uh, Kobi Fojo. Kojo says, good decision by FIFA. All we want to see is accountability when this money gets into the GFA coffers. And Michael Opokunyako says that, Gary, where is this money from? I know it's from FIFA, but are they just giving them as a gift? Okay, so that's a good question. Uh, Let me just explain. So what it is is that every year, as you know, we've always had what they call the uh, FIFA FIFA Yeah, the FIFA grants, a.k.a. The goal projects, that is what it used to be called back in the day. Now it's called a FIFA forward payment. So these grants are given to associations to um, develop in whatever areas that FIFA believe that development should go. So in recent years, with the rise of women's football, for example, FIFA have increasingly been giving more money to each member federation to, to develop um, women's football. So just just one example. Gary, uh, 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 not to yeah. cut you, the total number FIFA usually sends is $1.25 million. Yes, to every member federation. But today's statement yes. says that FIFA is starting an immediate financial support to their member associations in response to COVID-19. So, Michael, that's your first answer. The second thing you have to note is that it says $150 million will be distributed among the 211 national football governing bodies around the world. Okay, so $150 million over the 211. And what it also means is that the GFA is expected to use the money to pay staff salaries and fulfill other operational costs arising from the loss of football revenue or to pay any third parties that need to be paid. Um, Under normal circumstances, Michael, it should be noted that the GFA and all other football federations will only be given this money if they meet a set criteria. So which means that FIFA will demand that you do A, B or C before they give you that money. But this time, they are not asking. They are actually giving you the money you are supposed to be given for 2019 and 2020. 
in advance. So it's not free money. It is you and I your money, but they are giving you in advance, hands. Yeah, so the criteria I mentioned actually is, is actually 10. And one of them yeah. goes a long way to, you know, answer a question that I've been grappling with. And that is whether to cancel or annul the, the Ghana Premier League season yeah, entirely. Yeah. Now, one of the requirements is that, um, you know, a league season should have been played within at least a six-month period. Okay. Okay. Now that we don't need to satisfy that requirement before we get the money, mm-hmm. and also given the time constraints that and your uncertainty surrounding this whole situation sure, in respect sure. of COVID, you begin to ask yourself, the only remaining question to ask is promotion and relegation. Yeah. And I don't think in terms of promotion and relegation is much of a problem. We can yeah. find a way around it. Then we come to another question of which clubs will represent Ghana in the continental competition. If it resumes. Which is also easy in my opinion because the reality is at the moment there are only two clubs who will probably be able to raise the finances to, you know, play in the Cup Champions League in the Configurations Cup. You know, so I think that you know, my, my personal opinion is that we should annul it the season. Yeah. yeah, that's the next thing we'll come exactly. to right now. Yeah. And, and, and I think that no. this development, you know, goes a long way to, you know, answer that question. Okay, but hold your horses. Let me bring George in. It's been a while since he spoke. Let me bring George in. George. Yeah, but I, I was just going to say something about what uh, Hans mentioned. Okay. Um, what usually uh, happens in the cup regulations is that the previous winner of the competitions, that is the FA Cup and your league, yeah, yeah, yeah. they will automatically play the cup inter-club uh, inter- competition. So, should we annul our league automatically, Kotoko, who won the NC Special Competition, and Ashgold who won the tier two are automatically going to be Ghana's representative for us. Okay, so let's, let's, I mean, basically, you remember we had a similar situation when the league did not end because of the Anas investigation, and then we had to take the previous. Uh, league winners and the pe- yes, yes, yes. So that that could happen again. But George, let me bring you to the discussion uh-huh. um, now. Let's segue into into that part of things. We've talked about the FIFA money. I mean, I've got all your views. Um, I'll, I'll like to get the thoughts of those on WhatsApp as well. Zero two four four three four zero four three seven. But in lieu of that, what should be done to the Ghana Premier League? Hans says we should annul the season. We should, you know, void the season. What do you think? Well, uh, this is a this is an extremely tough one. Looking at the way things are rolling at the moment, initially I said, and I think on the, the last two weeks or last three weeks, I said that we had to hold on a bit. I still think that we have to hold on a bit, but by now the Ghana Football Association should be zoning on on Plan A and Plan B, because um, when I when I think about Hans's view, it feels you have very little leaves us, you have very little part of our seasons to play. That means that we have a very short time to wrap up and start again. Unless we decide that, so it's after the Ghana Football Association, if they decide that we want to go ahead with the league and forget about, you know, uh, being on the same wavelength with the European leagues, because what we're trying to do is reconcile the calendars and all of that. This is the reason why the European leagues are looking at, can we do this in June? Can we pull this in so that there's no spillover into what's supposed to be the next season? Now, I think that the Ganful Association will just have to hold on maybe for the next three weeks or two weeks, but they need to now develop uh, their plans. By now, they should have plan A and plan B. There has to be a plan of what we'll do if they have to cancel the league. It could end there because I'm looking at the situation at the moment. It could look like the end of May. If by the end of May, we are still not in there, then the Ghana Football Association will have to go with the plan of cancelling the league. If not, and we are giving an opportunity, and the Ghana Football Association's plan is to go forgetting about reconciling and being on the same wavelength of the European leagues, then they can decide to play. So I think it's really up there. It's difficult for me at this point to say one, but I'll just say Ghana Football Association, hold on, but whilst you're holding on, begin to develop um, you know, the specimens. That what, what are you going to do in um, plan A, what are you going to do in plan B is very, very, very necessary at this point. Nice one. Um, whose opinion have I not taken? Benedict, should we now void the league or not? Uh, well, well, I think uh, I remember saying uh, somewhere two weeks ago when this uh, subject came up that uh, for me, you should hold on. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think that uh, we, we have to rush in. But, but I remember your opinion was contingent on the fact that if COVID goes away, Within a certain period, because you see, exactly. today's Dutch decision. And that was the point I was driving at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you never know when this is going to go. Let's say if next month 
it goes. Then fine. I mean, if after a month it's still there, then we can review the decision, whichever decision that we want to take. You see, I don't want us to look at things uh, casting stone. We can we can always make provision uh, in in changing things, especially the decisions that we take regarding our football. You understand? Now we are dealing with the issue. So from now till let's say May, we can give ourselves timelines. From now till let's say May, if we create, we have three scenarios. If by May the thing is still there, we we just continue the league. If by June it is gone, we continue our league. So I think that we should rather be looking at scenarios instead of let's maybe saying that at this point that we are in as we are talking, we advise the football association to call up the Premier League. That would be so premature to do. Right. So uh, yeah, Muftal, you have the final yeah. You know, you know one interesting thing? In 2017, the Confederation of African Football said that all member associations should ensure that their competitions are of a specific period. That's why they decided that they are not going to play their interclass competitions from August to May. So what it meant was that all member associations should ensure that they end their competitions by May. So in October 2017, the Ghana Football Association met in Cape Coast and decided that by 2019-2020 Ghana Premier League season, they should have a calendar that is in tandem with that of CAF and that of FIFA. What it meant was that this season, the Ghana Football Association was supposed to ensure that their league would end in May. But because of number 12, they, they, they had decided that what it, uh, the, the, the league should end on July 26th so that they can get themselves ready and start in August or, or September so that the following season would end somewhere May-June, so that they can be within the period of uh, CAF and that of the European calendar. One thing, too, we should also note in this conversation about cancelling or uh, holding on is that the Ghana Football Association has actually asked government for a stimulus package. If you cancel your competition, do you still hold that moral right to go to government and say that, oh, the stimulus package I asked for, give it to me. What are you going to use to organize? What are you, whom are you giving the money to? That's a big question that maybe the Ghana Football Association and the club would be asking themselves. At this point, if we cancel the league, we cannot go there and say that we still need the stimulus package because you don't have any active competition. So I think that the Ghana Football Association at the moment, they are in a dilemma. Are you there? Muftal? Uh, yeah, I think I think Muftal is having a bit of a challenge. Hi, Muftal. Okay. Uh, hello, guys. You can hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Please land. Your line was. You doing... Yes, please land. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I was. I was landing. I, what I was saying is that at this point, it will be very difficult for the Ghana Football Association to actually be decisive. And let's also note, all over the world, we cannot tell, apart from the LDVC who have said that okay, we are ending our season. All over the world, all member associations, all associations are struggling to actually tell when we are coming back and when we are ending. So we can also still be within that frame and be monitoring what is happening within other places and see how the things we can adopt. And I think at this point, it will be pretty early for the Ghana Football Association to say that we are cancelling the competition. Thank you, Muftal. Now, let's move on to the final, um, or maybe the penultimate, depending on, you know, how much time we have. And it was pretty interesting, as I saw it on social media. I don't know how this panned out, but let's hear this soundbite. And that MPP Tiswa or Pese MPP Wini, and this is soon Peso Be Wini, and this is Tiswa or Peso Wini, and PP soon Peso Be Wini, and Tieton Rebia, and it's so high. And this is the way a cab on Yare, we are by any and this in the MPP, and it's a pepe pena way. Be beer a yemma or mine, be a sarnes a cabum, nay. So, Boba Akaso did as a couple of days ago, and then. A few days ago, in an interview with Angel TV, I commented that partisan politics is one of the factors killing our national team. In fact, I mentioned MPP NDC politics specifically. My comment was not intended to malign any political party or make anyone unpopular. However, the commentary it has generated has forced me to rethink about my position and I think I shouldn't have made those comments. 
I wish to redraw the statement I made and also apologize to both political parties and to anyone else who has been affected by my comments. I'm sorry. What castle there, whether before and after. So the apology was voiced by one of our, our guys on the joyous process. Hans? <sighs> okay, so first off, nobody can tell me that Mubarak Wakasu didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the audio very well, he says, you know, which tells me that he knew exactly what he was talking about. In any case, these are things, you know, we know. It's a, it's a typical situation of, well, you know, but you can't prove. Yeah. You understand me. But um, it's common knowledge that there are political factions within a black star setup. And so I wasn't surprised to hear him say it. I mean, I heard him say it. I was like, well, it didn't sound like anything new to me. Because it's something that I know is happening within the black stars of Ghana. Now, the sense I get is that he didn't really understand the implication of what the blowback was going to be. Yeah. That he didn't know. He didn't know what the implication was going to be. And so, yes, I mean, he said it. And it generated a storm that he didn't anticipate. And he's been advised to apologize and he's done exactly that. But I think that we have to look beyond the apology and perhaps be a bit realistic with ourselves. Because if for nothing at all, this is something we've all heard before. I think that within the Black Star setup, among, within the playing body, within the technical setup, within the Ghana Football Association, they know that this situation exists. In given any situation where you find people, a number of people, there is likely to be a certain politics playing out. You know? But that politics must inure to the benefit of the group. Now, I don't think that any footballer goes to the field of play thinking, first of all, I'm going to represent a political interest. Said that if that player is a striker and he gets, he gets a chance to score a goal, that sends Ghana to the next stage of wins. You said because I'm NDC. Because I'm <laughs> I am not going to score. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think that's the sort of policy he's talking about. Yeah. But I think that what he, des- what he described is a situation that exists. We've heard of players funding political parties in this country. Mm. We know these things. I think we need to analyze. The conversation has to be, to what extent is this affecting the fortunes of the team? That is what we need to get into and see how best we can turn that situation around. As for the politics, you can't stop players from having politics. Exactly, opinions. because it's their right. It's their right. Yeah. But it must not affect the fortunes of the team. Okay, that is so the just a bit. Um, um, George, let, let me come to you. What yeah. are, first, first of all, what was your reaction when you, when, you saw, when you saw the video? Did you go like, oh, shoot. Oh shoot! <laughs> well, I, I must confess that I saw a bit. I saw the. Let me see. I saw the comments. Yes, I saw the post. I saw the quotes. Then I heard the entire videos. When I saw the quotes, I was like, "Okay, so what's happening here? What's happening here? What, what's the politics? I know there's been politics around and everything, but what is he trying to say?" Then when I listened to the audio and I saw the full video, I thought he didn't air too much. But the problem here is this: I, I, I don't think he aired too much. Because he said it is part of the problem. Or can, he, yeah. he, in three, he says, So then I'm like, okay, now he's giving us a bigger picture. Yeah. But I, this is the problem, Gary. I think this is the problem. That for all the failures to win the Africa Cup of Nations, there has been more to do with what the playing body puts up than the politics. Exactly. That's the issue. Exactly. But if you're, looking at, if you're looking at the entire plane and you're, you're trying to do, okay, politics... 30%, this, 40%. It, it comes down to the playing body and the technical team. That is where the issues have been. Because in 2010, we went with a, a very young team, a very young team though in the final. We were all happy with what they did. In 2008, I thought um, some technical decisions affected us. Yes, we know. In, in 2012, we had issues. In 2013, we had issues. In 2015, we were that close, penalty shootout. 
you know, in 2017, we, we lost to a Cameroonian side that eventually won, but we're not, you know, in quotes that good. So our problems have been, we've not probably gone to competition with the right players. The players have come into com uh, competition with injuries. The, the medical staff have not told us the truth about the players. We have realized that our players have not just been good enough. Yeah. And that is that is the majority or that's the, the greater parts of the issue. That's why there was a backlash straight away. Everybody was like, ah, what do you guys do? But if we go down and we are trying to do the analysis and if the technical reports were indeed taking as we expected it, you have realized that there were issues. Now, the political side of all of this, I think, is a big one. And we need a lot of time to talk about how the politics affects. Because Hans was making an important point there. There is politics within the Ghana Football Association, I mean, the administration itself. There is politics within um, the playing body. There is politics within the technical team. There is politics about which players are called and which players are not being called. There is politics about, and, and I'm sure Benedict will tell you, when they go to camp, when they are in Dubai, there is politics and there is politics of, you know, ministers coming in and meeting players to meet. There's politics of players doing whatever they want to do with the coaches having a proper control. So in every corner, there's politics of debate. But he was going straight to this one. I, I'm, I'm just, that's the only place I disagree with him. Yeah. The fact that we have not won the Africa Cup of Nations because, look, the playing body and the technical team have failed us than any other thing. Muftar, let me come to you. And, and, and I mean, piggybacking on what George and Hans before him have said, I think that it's a it, it sound point because, you see, we, we like to blame a lot of things or put a lot of blame at the doorsteps of NDC and MPP in this country. But when it comes to the Black Stars, we have to admit that these two parties have actually bent over backwards in the last 10 to 15 years. To, right them. To, yes, they have right bent them. over backwards to over-resource. <laughs> to over-resource and over-pamper the Black Stars. And I think that... I was actually going to use yeah. the word pump, pump in all the little resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the small we're going to use for education and stuff. So that's where I thought Wakaso was wrong. That the subsequent governments, I mean, starting from uh, President Kufo, notably starting from President Kufo in um, around the 06 period when we realized that, look, we had to get ready for AFCON 2008 when the $10,000 thing became um, a thing where it was supposed to be temporary. By the time we realized it had become normal... To the time that we started paying astronomical winning bonuses of fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in this country, I think that the parties should actually be blamed for doing too much of a good thing. Exactly, and and I was it was really shocking to have heard Wakaso say that um, though he has apologized, and uh, uh, I think we should we should, we should let it stay as it is. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's really unfortunate that he went for the easiest of targets. Who would forget how a politician who is now the senior minister in the person of uh, Honorable Osafo Mapo threatening companies in their country that if you don't sponsor our national team, <laughs> um, the taxes we are Charlie. going to impose on you, you cannot stand. Yeah. No one can forget that. And that is mm. one thing to tell you that politicians have actually pumped in so much of our resources to ensure that we win an African Cup of Nations and qualify for the tournament. So for Mubarak Wakaso to have said that because of the two main political parties we've got in the country, one of which is one, uh, it is one of the reasons why we failed to win the African Cup of Nations, is really shocking for me. Since 1982 to somewhere 2000, we were under autocratic leadership. So, where from that uh, opposition political party that said that we shouldn't win the African Cup of Nations since then, and then we cannot forget the in-house fighting, like uh, Hans and George mentioned much earlier. We've all heard the stories about how Ghana failed to win the 1992 African Cup of Nations trophy. It was because the play players were dissatisfied, simply because someone was giving the captaincy armband. We can also talk about when Stephen Appiah, one person I have personally said that, he redefined the Black Stars and changed the vision of the Black Stars. Mm. This was a gentleman who single-handedly, through his humility and leadership skills, let everyone understood that if I'm wearing the captaincy armband, it's just for 90 minutes. We are our colleagues. Within two years after he took over the captaincy, or should I say four years, we were in Germany 2006 World Cup. Which competition is more bigger than the World Cup? We were there. 2008, we were close to winning the African Cup of Nations until that semi-final defeat to Cameroon when Nkong scored that goal. And then there was 2010, like George mentioned. We took youngsters to Angola and we made it to the grand finale. Then 2015, we were in the final again. We 
technical teams and players have failed us over the years. And we can't always be looking for the easiest of targets. Which country in the world have paid more bonuses to players than the politicians we've got in this country? All right, so 2008, let me just put a figure to it. The last time I, I, I put pen to paper and... Even though I couldn't get all the figures for all the years, per my calculation, between 2008 and 2015, at the end of the AFCON, we had paid not less than $10 million in bonuses. To players? Yes, to players. $10 million in bonuses alone. We haven't found the trophy. $10 million. Yeah, Muftar, go ahead. I think we should do a documentary on this and create a picture of how these Black Stars players have actually... Um, I, I, I have a title for the documentary already. Ghana. 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 Uh, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, um, no, no, my, my own, this is mine. Ghana, the Corona documentary. Hey, the, the Corona budget files. Ghana, the Corona budget files. I mean, it has to be. It's crazy. The amount of faith. Yeah, yeah. Please land. Just land on, on this and say that... Um, Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Mugai Wakasu went for the easiest of targets, but he forgot the inner feelings of the team. Yeah. The team have failed to match up to the best we've got in the continent, and they should rather work hard on competing against the best and not be looking at politicians as being some of the reasons why they've not been able to win. Sure, 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 sure. It's really unfortunate, and it is the right thing that he came out to apologize. You know, I remember, I would never forget after South Africa 2013, um... Mr. Nyantichi, yeah, after, you know, afterwards, when the competition was there, because remember, let's situate it, after 2013, or before 2013, we had had such a good run, had made the final 2012, and there had been a concerted effort. Now, if I remember correctly, this was the last... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.